Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to This Is My Year, a message from Brother Jerry Burt. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Chapter 2, verse 7. I want to read this word to you. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Let's pray. Precious Father, we come before you one more time, giving you thanks for your goodness and mercy, which endureth forever. Father, we are so grateful and thankful, God. Hallelujah. That you never give up. You never give up on us, Lord. Hallelujah. That you work with this clay. Hallelujah. You're not afraid to get your hands dirty. But, Lord, that you'll reach down and you'll you'll form the mud and the dirt again. Hallelujah. And that you won't give up on us. Lord, I'm grateful today. ask you to bless this word. Bless this people. Give us an ear to hear. And don't let us, don't let one person leave the same way they came in today. Let it find good ground today in every heart. In Jesus' name. Why don't you shout it? Amen. You may be seated if you possibly can. Amen. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Don't think more highly of yourself than what you are today. Amen. You're just a glorified mud ball walking around today. Amen. It's all you are today. We can dress it up the best we can, buy the best clothes and spend a ton of money on this. But still, when it comes down to the bases, we're just dust. We're dirt. Amen. But we don't want to go to the other extreme and think that we're nothing either. That all I am is dirt. Amen. We're a child of the King today. God loves you today. Amen. You're precious in His sight. Each person here was made in His image. And each person here is special and precious in His sight today. Amen. He's got a purpose for each one of us today. And we need to seek out His face and figure out what God has called us to do. And then do it with all of our heart and our mind and our might today. Don't waste your, your gift that God has given you today. Amen. Had several, uh, several titles going on through my mind. And as I first started today, I was going to use a different title. And I was going to say, it stinks. And I thought, well, that's probably too extreme or maybe too far to the negative side. So I, I decided... Well, let's just change it to, this is my year. <laughs> this is my year. Hallelujah. A lot better than it stinks, isn't it? Amen. Tell you what, we, a lot of times we make it what it is, and we can have some troubles, and you will. Just because you go to an altar and repent, get baptized in Jesus' name, and get filled with the Holy Ghost, don't mean it's a bed of roses today. Does not mean that the highway patrol ain't going to get behind you and pull you over. Don't mean that your bills are going to fall behind or something horrible will happen just because you're serving God. Life happens. But serving God helps that. Serving God changes that. Amen? You're able to be transformed and changed because you're serving a God that is able. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'm here to tell you that he's able to send deliverance and send strength and send help in a time of trouble. Amen. Sometimes we got to go through hard times and, and troubles 
because we're hard-headed. Or maybe it's just Brother Jerry. I don't know. Sometimes you got to go through schools of hard knocks to learn. Amen. Because we think we know everything. And then we kind of learn the hard way. Anybody ever learned the hard way? Amen. Yeah, all the time it seems like. But after you kind of get older and get some years on you, a little long in the tooth, you start kind of figuring out a little bit better. You know, you kind of not be so, so quick to judge and quick to jump. Amen. This is my year. Amen. Why don't you shout that today? This is my year. Amen. I tell you what, you, you need to stand in front of the mirror every morning and declare that to that person looking back at you every day because that's the person you have the most trouble with is the man in the mirror. Amen. You need to stand in front of that and just tell him, this is my year. This is, the, this is going to be the time when things change. But I tell you what, it's not going to come easy. It's not going to come without a price today. We're going to have to start, start doing some things. Amen? Amen? We're going to start with a chapter, well, with the book of Luke, and start with chapter 13. I'm going to read a couple verses to you as we get started. This is my year. All right, and it says, He spake also this parable. It's talking about Jesus. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon. And found none. Just think about that. God's come to you. The Lord Jesus has come to you. And he's looked and he's not finding no fruit in our lives. And that can happen after, after you've been in the battle for a while. You kind of get consumed by what you're fighting. And you forget what you are and who you are. We forget. I forget. Forget who we are and what we are. That we're more than conquerors today. Because we don't feel like a conqueror. We go by feelings, brother. We do it all the time. We're just, that's the natural thing to do. I don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like getting up and going to church. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like fasting. Aren't you glad it's more than a feeling today? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You just got to just do it. Amen. When you're younger in school, you don't feel like studying. When you're out in the workforce, you don't feel like getting up early and going to work, but you do it anyhow because there's a payday that comes along with that. And if, we're, if we can discipline ourselves and do what the Word of God tells us to do, there's a payday that comes with that. And there's power that comes with that. Amen. It's not only for the pastor. It's not. It's not just for the, the, it's not for the ministry up here. It's for the believer today. You can get as close to God as you want to today and have as much as you want, but it's your choice. How committed you want it to be. And that's that, ooh, that's that evil word in the commitment. I got to commit to it. I got to, I got to nail it down. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard, that's who we are today. This is our vineyard here that we're working on. Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit of this fig tree. Three years back and forth coming back to the same tree. Nothing. Back and forth, looking for fruit. Stop and examine yourself in the last three years where you've been, what you've been doing, what kind of fruit you've been putting out. Amen. So he tells the dresser of the vineyard, cut it down. Cut it down. He's wanting to get rid of it. Just chop it up, get rid of it. Why cumbereth it the ground? Cumbereth it's... Why waste valuable space? Why take all this space up for something that's not producing anything? 
You ever have something that's, you ever have a plant, oh, we planted rose bushes, my thumb ain't too green, but I know how to make it green, amen? My parents, they seemed like they could grow anything when they were alive. They could put anything to the ground and buddy, it come up and it would bless and prosper and give out everything and it would it give out more than what it's supposed to. I don't know what they would, they knew what to do is what it was. They had wisdom and knowledge on how to plant things. But you plant something and it not do anything. And a lot of times I've got rose bushes at home that I've planted and they'll bloom one time. That's it. In the springtime they'll come up all pretty and everything and that's the only flowers I get off around. And I thought, man, I know these things will bloom more than just once. We'd go down to Sister Ethel's and she's got this old rose bush up there by their, by their steps. And every time you go down there, that thing would have like a million roses on. Now, I mean, it looks like store-bought roses too, like something you go down to Weber's or somewhere and cut them and they're just beautiful roses. I thought, my goodness, why aren't mine like that? But mine can be. I just need to learn how to fix it and do it right. All right? And he answering the, the dresser of the vineyard, he's going to give an answer to the Lord. And he answering and, and said unto him, Lord, let it alone. He's asking God, just let it alone. Let it alone this year. He's wanting some time. Also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Maybe we need to stop and pray again. I don't know. Anybody know what, what dung is? Cow dung's the best. You know, horse dung, road apples, cow patties. <laughs> dung's a good thing. It is. I mean, we might not like it. It's not the best smelling stuff in the world, but it does some things. When, you, uh, when he dungs this stuff up, it puts some nutrients. He's changing. He's fertilizing the ground. To help that thing to start growing. And I want you to stop and think about your life. Situations you're going through. And some of the fertilizer. It kind of gets dumped on you at times. Amen. Amen. I got a few key points I want to bring out today. And this is something different for me. God does not need us to have more comfort and blessings. We want that. Lord knows I want more comfort and I want more blessings. He doesn't need us to have more comfort and more blessings. He needs us to grow and produce fruit. That's our purpose here in life today. We are to grow and heal. Growth and healing. That's the purpose of our church this month. That's what we're concentrating on. But God wants us to grow and produce fruit. Now I want you to stop and think. There's fruit of the Spirit and there's fruit of the flesh. You self-examine your own self and just kind of see where you're at. What kind of fruit's blooming in your life today? What's popping up and what's coming out more? Amen? Amen. Growth can be painful. Anybody, anybody agree with that? Yeah. Growth can be pain. Growing pains. Amen. It hurts to grow sometimes. Hallelujah. Stretching and uncomfortable. It puts you out of your comfort zone a lot of times. When you're growing and you're changing, you're doing things that you're not accustomed to doing. You might be dressing different. You may be talking different. You may show yourself more friendly when you're more an invert and you don't reach out to nobody or more to yourself. And you're out there reaching out to people, showing yourself more friendly. You may be a loner. Now you're reaching out and trying to be different. You're changing. You're growing and you're showing a fruit. You're going out of your comfort zone. You might be more giving. Amen. Well, it hits Brother Jerry all the time. It hits might be more giving and not and be someone that's stingy. Amen. 
Yeah, a hoarder. <laughs> but it, it stretches you. It changes you. It makes, makes you uncomfortable. But we need to stay planted and accept the process that is coming. There's a process being put in action here at Greater Faith Apostolic Church in Ironton, Ohio. And it's gone against our grain a lot of times because it, we're not accustomed to doing some things that we're doing. And that's all right because we're growing and we're healing. Amen. Growth and healing. Anybody, when you get cut, when you get cut and you have problems and you hurt and you get staples and stitches, as you're healing, your body starts healing and pulling things tight. And when you start moving that, it hurts. It does. It pulls against the stitch. It pulls against the staples. It pulls against the scab and it hurts to move. Or if you're hand that you, you're right-handed and you're damp, your right hand is hurting, it seems like you're all the time hitting it again and banging it again because that's your main tool, that's your, you're, you're right-handed. So you're always re-injuring it. There's, there comes pain with healing. There does. A lot of times there's, there's pain with it and pain with growth because your body's changing and it's fixing itself. Point number two, don't look to move. A lot of people, they get uncomfortable and the first thing they want to do is abandon ship. They want to jump out. You know, I'm going to find somewhere else to go. I don't like the way we're going. I don't like doing all this. I don't like to have to do this and that and the other. I'm out of my comfort zone. Anybody ever get out of your comfort zone? Amen. Somebody asked something more of you that you're not prepared to do. Amen. Or it's foreign to you. You need to read your Bible and pray. I, me? You know how long I've been here? Don't matter how long you've been here. That's what we need. We all need to do. We need to read our Bibles and pray. And if you're struggling, I struggle all the time. I'll be transparent with you. I'm not Superman. I struggle too. And I need to fight this guy right here. And then I need to buckle myself down. But when you read and pray, it helps you and it makes you feel better. Amen. It does. It helps you. Don't look to move. Stay planted. The grass will always look greener somewhere else. Amen? Especially over septic tanks. Amen. But if we will, if we will give in, well, if we will give it some time, we'll see our greatest growth. Just got to give it a little bit of time. Let the process work. Let everything do what it's supposed to do. Amen? Follow your pastor. Follow his leading. He came, he's, they give up a lot, him and his wife and their children. They left what they had. And they, they feel led to come here to Ironton. And I feel like they should be here. I, I know, I believe that this is the place and the hour. And I'm th I know that great things are about to happen. They are, they're about to happen. And we want to be a part of it. I don't want to lose sight of it. My next point, this is the year of break, breakthrough. You didn't, you didn't hear me, did you? This is the year of breakthrough. This right here. All we have is today. Yesterday's gone. No, no sense in dwelling on the past because it's done and gone. The past is something that you can think about that will that can encourage you maybe or help you learn from mistakes because if you learn from your mistakes, you're doing a good thing. But don't dwell on your past. Your past is past. 
Oh, we need to be pressing towards the mark of the high calling today, amen? And keep walking towards the future. Hey, we have a short time here, and we need to watch what we're doing, and we need to be more focused and, and on purpose. We need to do things intentional, amen? This is the year of breakthrough, amen? Until we come to a point to where we start believing that, that's when things start changing. When that gets in your, when it gets in your heart that this is the year of my breakthrough, this is the year... My finances are going to turn around. This is the year my health is going to turn around. This is the year our families are going to turn around. This is the year I'm going to turn around. Amen. I'm getting closer to God. And see, see the order I put that in? That wasn't a good order to put it in. This is the year I'm getting close to God. This is the year I'm getting close to God. If we make that our number one priority, then the rest will follow. Amen. Everything else will follow. Yeah. But see, that's my mentality. And I think I'm a lot like most people. I think it's your mentality too. If we worry about our finances all the time, it's all where we're consumed by it. Right. We're consumed with our families, how they're carrying on and what's going on in, in our little world around us. And we're so consumed with other things but we're forgetting the most important thing. I need to get close to God. I do. And if I get close to Him, then everything else is going to fall in place. If I do what I'm supposed to do, if I pray, if I read, if I fast, if I start pressing towards Him, things will start changing. Then this will really become the year of my breakthrough. It's no different when someone starts a new job. They're told that they're going to make X amount of money. You're going to work X amount of time and hours. You've got all these benefits and you haven't worked one minute and you're going around telling everybody about your new job. I haven't even worked nothing and that's faith right there. Same way with your breakthrough. When you start talking more about what God's going to do, what He's about to do, what He said He would do, hallelujah, before it even happens, I'm telling you, things will start breaking. And it starts here. It starts here starts breaking here then we can start talking victory and then God will start producing victory God knows what he's doing anybody believe that today he knows what he's doing amen he knows what he's doing in the vineyard trusting with the process let him work the process if we don't trust him things aren't going to change for us amen a few things have to happen in order to have this process to change Amen. To get this fig tree to start blooming. This fig tree to start producing fruit. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times we're producing more flesh fruit than we are spiritual fruit. And we need to cut those branches off. And it's a hard thing to do sometimes. With anger issues. Anybody have anybody? Any angry birds here today? <laughs> Amen. Hard to, hard to deal. I mean, it's, I got to stop myself all the time. I'm just transparent. I got to. What are you doing? What are you saying? Shut your pie hole. What's wrong with you? Who do you think you are? I had something that was said to me at work. Uh, and man, it's, it's knocked me back a little bit. On, well, I mean, it's a good thing, too. Uh, we were doing some interviews, and I've been privileged to do interviews with some people that they're hiring in my department. And the guy we was interviewing, he was saying some things, and he started talking out of character, uh, using language that he probably ought not be using, not wise to use anyhow during the interview. 
And uh, my supervisor, my boss, looked at him and told him that, he, he said my name and he said, this is our spiritual leader in our, in our, in our facility. I almost passed out in there. <laughs> I did. I thought, wow. And we forget. We really do how we're looked at. We do. We really don't feel like no spiritual leader there. Feel like I'm the shipping receiving guy, the warehouse guy. <laughs> feel like I live at the bus stop a lot of times, like a little troll or something, get blamed for this and that. He tells me all the time, he says, hey, you're, you're at the whipping post a lot of times, so that's all right. But saying that, I mean, that made me think now, every time I open my mouth when I do things, I need to watch what I'm doing because of how people look at me. So do you. So do you. Wherever, whatever world you're affecting, you're affecting people. Wherever you go, people are looking at you. You are the example. You are the ambassador of Christ. You are. If you make it to heaven, then I got no worries. I used to say that about people before I started going to church. I'd see people that were church people, and I'd see them do things, and I thought, well, if he makes it to church, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to worry about. And I didn't serve, didn't serve no God, didn't serve nobody or nothing, just served myself and done what I wanted to do. But that's how people's mentality are. So we're under the microscope all the time. So we need to watch what we're doing and how we're doing it and how we're saying it and how we're projecting out and what we're reflecting. That's not in my notes. It was just, that's what we need to do. Amen? Amen. A few things need to happen. It has to dig, dig all around you. It has to dig deep into the, we have to dig deep into the Word. That's my responsibility. Not the pastor's job, it's my job. For this vineyard right here, I need to read, dig into the Word of God. I don't have any understanding, I need to start getting into it. Google, Google things. <laughs> hey, we got, we got it all in our hands, don't we? We need to read more. Dig deep into the Word of God in prayer this year. Make this the year that we, we learn more about the Word of God. Make this the year that you learn more about the Word of God and that you pray more, that you put yourself aside. We decrease and He increases. If we can do that, things will start changing. We have to, we have to be softened to become tender again. Sometimes after you're out in this world for a while and you've been in this valley and this, in this thing that we're walking in, we can get hardened to things. Anybody here ever plant, tried to plant something and the ground was hard? I mean, he was out there with a pick and a shovel out there trying to bust the ground up. We get like that a lot of times. We get so hardened and calloused over, it becomes the normal. And it should not be the normal. We should be a tender-hearted people, a loving people. And it's hard to be loving when you're hard and coarse and calloused over. So a lot of things, a lot of times... A lot of hard things have to happen in your life to soften you up a little bit, to bust your ground up. I got looking at some things a little bit different here lately. Some, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to godly people? Why did Job have to go through what he went through? Job lost a lot of stuff, but he lost, every, lost his livelihood, lost his family, lost everything. But he regained it all back, but he lost. There's a lot of times that we, we go through life and we lose things and we don't understand why. 
Listen, sometimes we get a little bit hard and sometimes that's just, the ground's got to be busted up in order for new things to come into our lives. Amen? Amen. We have to be softened to become tender again. God may have to tear up the ground around you because you have become hardened. Amen. He may have to tear up your environment. He he might have to tear some stuff up, get your attention a little bit. Trust God. Trust His process. Dig deep. Dig deeper than ever. It's the time to start digging into His Word and into prayer. It is. This is the time and the season. If we think that this is going to be the year, my year, if we think this is going to be the year of breakthrough, it's going to cost you something. We're going to have to apply ourselves a little bit. Amen? Just imagine if we put some weight into it and start pushing a little bit the way the direction the pastor is going with this. Just imagine if we got behind him and start pushing. Just pushing a little bit in that direction. You start seeing some things that are slipping, start tightening up and start moving. Amen. Things will change. We need to make room for growth. Amen. It's time to clear out the clutter. It's time to get rid of things that are holding us back. What is the weight that so easily besets you today? What's holding you back from being what God has called you to be? I'm looking at Sunday school teachers here. I'm looking at future preachers here, evangelists that are here in our midst. What's holding you back? What's the weight that's holding you back? It can't be just your past. It can't be your family. It can't be what you're going through. God's got a call for you today, and He wants to use you. But we need to make room for growth. What am I willing to do to to grow? We need some miracle grow, buddy. (laughs) We do. We get some of that good old miracle grow and sprinkle on it and and take it every day. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. He's counting it just as fertilizer, just as nothing. All that we have is nothing and useless and pointless without Christ. Everything that you're striving for, your job, your home, your furniture, your car, your accolades, whatever you think that you need to be or think you have to have, it's nothing without Christ Jesus in your life. You'll perish and go to a devil's hell if we don't change our ways and our thinking and our pressing towards the mark of the high calling. Wouldn't it be awful to go this far and get left behind because of a job, because of a woman, because of a man, because of a child, because of anything, whatever we're putting in front of us before God, We can let it hold us back. That's the weight that's holding us and dragging us back. But we need to learn to dig a little bit. Sometimes he has to dung us. Well, that sounds funny, don't (laughs) I? feel like I've had that happen a lot. Feels like you got to be dung. Dung. Without fertilizer, the tree dies. If you don't have dung in your life, if things ain't bad, ain't happening in your life, your tree will die. Sometimes it stinks. Somebody shout, it stinks. It stinks. Bad things stinks when they happen. I don't like being sick. I don't like being inflicted. I don't like not having what I need to have to pay my bills. I don't like when the electric's off. I don't like the snow on my road today. Hallelujah. Sometimes it just stinks. It ain't all roses today, I'm telling you. Sometimes life stinks. 
Sometimes you got to have it. Sometimes things got to happen in your life to wake you up, to shake you up. I've always told if it, if it don't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Amen? Amen. Sometimes you got to get up and rub some dirt on it. Amen. Get up and go. Hallelujah. Make it happen. Hallelujah. Life's going to hurt. Life's going to stink. But I tell you what, we got the ability to turn it around today. You do. You just pray. Pray and believe. Get into God's Word. See what's happening. Amen. You're going to have things in your life that stinks. It's going to make you discouraged. want to quit. It's going to take your joy. It's going to steal your praise. Things are going to happen. It's going to stink. You're going to be here when you don't want to be here. You're going to, have to, you're going to hear things from the pastor you don't want to hear. The Word of God's going to come forth and it's going to prick your heart. Then you've got to do something with it. What are you going to do? You've got to act on the Word of God. Every time we hear this Word, we're going to be held accountable. Like it or lump it, it stinks sometimes, but when you hear the Word of God, you've got to do something with it. We either accept it and walk in it, or we just ignore it like it's never come to pass. But I'm here to tell you, when you stand before your God and your Maker, He's going to bring this day back and say, hey, back on... January 21st, 2024, man, God told you something, and you just blowed it off like it's nothing. I'm here to tell you, you're going to give an account today for what you hear and what you do with it today. What are you going to do? Let it fall into your roots and let it start helping you grow, because we need growth. If without growth, we're not going to make it, amen? So don't give up because it stinks. Don't give up because you get a mess thrown on you. It's not fair. I, I know it's not fair. It don't feel right. I know it don't feel right. It shouldn't happen to, a good pe- to good people. But it happens. Fertilizers fall. It gets spread out. But we can take that and grow out of it. And grow into something good. If we just turn around and use what God's giving us. Amen. It'll help you grow. First Peter. Starting with chapter 4. Starting with verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happening, happening, happened unto you. We do, don't we? Something weird happens, something death comes, we lose a job, a fire takes our home, we have a car accident, things happen. And we just think, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? We didn't do anything. Sometimes we're just a target. Sometimes the enemy targets you out, and he's trying to get you distracted. Because if I can stay so distracted on my mess, then I forget I forget to grow. I can't grow. I can't start bearing fruit. And pastor talked about fruit a while back ago, and I'm, I preached about fruit a while back ago too. It's been a long time. And I thought about seedless fruit. Seedless fruit is, I think it's man-made, really man-made. Boy, I, I tell you what, that will preach the house down. You get around some seedless fruit. People are putting out fruit all right, but some of it's just man-made. It, it ain't, it ain't new, it's not good for nothing. It won't reproduce itself. See, that's a part of, that's, a, that's another purpose of fruit. When you have an apple, you bite into that apple, there's seeds in that apple. You should be able to take those seeds and plant them in the ground. Grow some apples. Amen? Amen. 
So all of our fruit should have seed in it. So while we're giving people fruit, when they're getting receiving the fruit of the Spirit from us, there should be some seed in there to help those people that are receiving seeds. The fruit's not for me. My fruit's not for me. It's for you. It'll help you. It'll strengthen you and encourage you. Your fruit will encourage me. It's not for you, but it's for me. So when I get fruit from you, I should be able to have some seed in that for to help start growing. Amen. Planting, falling on good ground here and start growing and, and bearing some precious stuff. Just imagine if we could start using the fruit in our lives to help others. Man, we could start, you talk about starting some vineyards around here. Just by being nice or having the fruit of the Spirit being manifested in our bodies. Amen. He says, but rejoice. He's telling us to rejoice when when strange, when things start happening to us, when we go through trials and trouble. Anybody here going through any trials or troubles? Oh, don't tell me it's only me. <laughs> Make me feel bad. Amen. We all go through things. We do. Everybody goes through. Everybody's always going through something somewhere. And I tell you, it's not a strange thing when things start happening. He tells us not to think it's strange, but he tells us to rejoice. Rejoice when the highway patrol pulls you over, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you don't know what you're asking me to do. <laughs> but rejoice inasmuch as you have that you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Listen, if it if it don't kill you, it's gonna make you strong. Amen. If we can if we can if we can get the dung, get spread out. I mean, you gotta get a spreader sometimes. It don't do no good when you piled on one pile. You got to get a spreader and spread that stuff out. If I just dump a bunch on my roses, that one rose might do, too, might do good, but I'll tell you what, too much fertilizer kills stuff. Amen? You can get over-fertilized. I was reading a thing in there about fertilizing uh, why, a, why an olive tree wouldn't, wouldn't bear fruit. And it said, one, it's too young. Sometimes you were young in the Lord and we're not... We don't have enough in us to start bearing fruit. Some will get too old. I thought, well, I don't like that. What's too old, you know? Methuselah age, I mean, well, that's what I'm thinking, old, like 500 years or something. And then another one, it's just not, it's not got enough fertilizer, got enough nutrition around it to grow. So we all need, we all need to have fertilizer in our lives to help us grow. And I'll tell you what, sometimes you can be a fertilizer. <laughs> you're thinking the wrong way you're thinking the wrong way when you talk about being a fertilizer I'm talking about you can be something that adds something to somebody's nature to be around them to change their attitude right see fertilizer is something that a lot of times we're adding to the ground we're adding this substance to the ground to make the ground better Believe it or not, we're making it better because we're putting something stinky on it. It's got nutrients in it that'll help the ground and help whatever's trying to grow. You can do that by helping people. You're spreading some joy to somebody. Boy, that just didn't go over the way I wanted it to go over. <laughs> I don't think you all caught what I was trying to say with that. Oh, my goodness. But anyhow, we need to kind of bear one another up today. Let's see. Well, that word I go. All right, exceeding joy. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who believes that today? God is faithful. 
Amen. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Listen, there's always a way of escape. No matter what you're facing and what you're troubled with or what you're going through, God has made an escape door for you. He has. We just need to get close to Him and find it. We need to get into the Word of God. We need to make it personal. See, that's our, that's our problem a lot of times, too. We don't take this personal. We don't make this ours. Is this your church? Really, I mean, is this, is this your church? When you, when you own a church, when you, own, when you take ownership of something, that's our church van. If I drive that church van, then I take care of it like it's mine. I keep it clean. I make sure it's neat and tidy. I want to make sure it looks nice. This is my church. I try to do my part in keeping this place where I'm at clean. Because we have visitors that come in, and then we have one, one chance to impress. Well, I'll, I'll, I guess impress. You make a, a first impression. First time you're here, you make an impression. And we want to put our foot, best foot forward all the time. Just like in the interview. You always put in your, I've got an opportunity, like I said, to sit into a couple of interviews. And whew, I tell you, it's like uh, they're doing us a favor by showing up. Some of them, they give you that attitude. I'm here. When did I get paid? <laughs> it's like, gee whiz. And, and that's how a lot of people are nowadays. That they just come in. I see people come in, and I, I notice things. You know, how they dress when they come into our interview. We had one guy come in. Looked like he just, I don't know, just, he just like he just got out of bed. His hair is all just every which way. And might have been all he had. You know, I don't know. And I've seen other guys come in dressed, I mean, nice. Like they're going to church or something. I mean, they dress nice. And he's putting his best foot forward. I thought, to me, that makes a big impression to me. Because you're putting your best foot forward. All right, I'm getting off somewhere else. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There, okay, we've already went through this. He tells us there is no temptation taken, but taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above, that you are able with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. God can take the worst of your past. He can take the worst of your, very, your, your past, your own personal past, and add that to the roots for fertilizer and help you grow and produce like you've never produced before. The worst thing in your life, I've fallen. You don't know what life, I mean, what I've done and what I'm going through. God can take the very worst and switch that around and make you the brightest light in the room. Amen? You can have the best testimony in the world because of what you come out of. Take what you come out of and let it be used for the glory of God and let God use it. Because what that does, that gives other people hope. It gives me hope if, if I suffer through the same things or have troubles or trials. God can take everything, everything trying to destroy you and He can use it for fertilizer, for miracles and deliverance. Anything that's come against you, anything that's trying to pull you down and pull you away from God, He can take that obstacle that stumbling block, and make it a stepping stone. He can change your life like that and take things that are bad and awful and switch it around and change you. 
But we need to let God be God and let God do that and not do it within our own selves because He loves us today. Amen? Amen. Anybody believe that today? He loves you? Amen. This is my year. This is Brother Jerry's year. I want us to go to Galatians chapter 5. Getting ready to end this with this, this scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You stop and you examine your own life. When's the last time you had peace? Really, when was the last time you really had the only real peace that I have? in you dear Lord when was the last time that you had just an overwhelming feeling of just peace God's in the room today he's here when's the last time you felt the love of God in your heart over flooding you and flowing into you when was the last time that you had joy that you were able to smile from ear to ear and have a laughter so much that God loves you so much that he just overflows you with joy so much peace to be long suffering towards others to be gentle a lot of people are hateful in this world that we're living in and we get hateful a lot of times don't we don't tell me it's just me we all get hateful sometimes and we need people to be gentle with us and we need to be gentle with them and they need to be long suffering goodness we got to have faith can't be all up and all around ourselves. We have to have meekness and temperance. Such there is no law. I'm here to challenge you. When was the last time you felt anything like that? When? Why? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from having joy and peace? What is that obstacle in your life that's stopping you from fulfilling that from God? Listen, I'm here to tell you, God wants to give you something. He wants to change the ground today. See, your ground might be too hard right now. It might need to be busted up. It might, might need to be plowed up. And once we get all plowed up, we feel busted up and tore down to where we can't do anything. But I'm here to encourage you that once you get plowed up, the seed of God can be planted into your heart. Fertilizer can be applied. Water, you've got to get watered in. Once we start receiving some of this, things start sprouting up. I don't know about you, but I planted apple trees before. I planted a lot of stuff. And I put it in the ground, dug it up, put the seed in, watered it, went out there the next day, nothing. Man, I just add water and stir. You think it's instant oats or something, don't we? Sometimes we don't have enough patience to continue to water the seed. We got to water things, and we got to be kind and go back to it again and again. We got to tend our gardens. We got to tend our own vineyards today. Amen. Give it some time today. Follow the process. Let God be God. Hallelujah. God wants to use you today. Why don't you let Him use you today? Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet if you're able? We're going to give you an opportunity today. Amen. Maybe you're here today amongst us, and uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but you're in an apostolic Pentecostal church. We believe in being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. You've got to come to an altar repentance. Repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you, 
you'll have evidence when you have the Holy Ghost. You will. So it's like a driver's license. You'll have some kind of evidence to show people that I got the Holy Ghost. It's more than a feeling today. It's the unction of the Holy Ghost. You'll, you'll get something from God. And you won't have to have nobody tell you you don't have it because you'll know it for sure in your heart. Amen? That's why we dance. That's why we shout. That's why some people get excited because a lot of people have been delivered from a lot of bad things. Amen? I ain't what I used to be. Hallelujah. I've been changed, transformed. Hallelujah. But the best thing about it, I got a better place to go to. Hallelujah. Got a home on the other side. A lot of people so so infatuated with this place we're living at now that we forget about heaven. Heaven's real. It is real today. Hallelujah. I've got a place prepared for me. And there's a place prepared for you. But we got to grow into it. Amen. Got to stay, stay working for the Lord while we're here. Don't waste your time. What if he comes back in a year to check your fruit? Vineyard, we're gonna have our are we gonna get cut down? We gotta start producing today, amen. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.